Merry Christmas. We're so glad that you're here. We hope you were able to get some uh, some good food as you came in this morning. We are excited to continue this uh, series, Fear Not, this morning for just a few moments as we talk about the Christmas story. At the end of the day, the, the incredible text that we just heard is nothing more than a birth announcement. We still make a big deal of those today. Uh, we still make a big deal today of pregnancy announcements, right? Nowadays, we do that very differently, right? Everybody goes to a field and takes a picture with a sonogram, right? I don't know where these fields are that we look at sonogram pictures. Um, we didn't get in on that uh, when our first son, um, we got pregnant with our first son. There was no such thing as social media. Facebook technically was in beta testing, so there were some people who knew that it, it was coming. Um, shortly after he was born, Facebook was launched to the world, uh, so we didn't get any of those grand announcements. And so we, we told people about our pregnancy in this really strange way. We told them, <laughs> like to their face, with our mouths and ears. It was really weird. You can Google it later. Um, like we sat people down and, and it was this whole thing. Maybe for you, you had a big surprise. Maybe you threw a party when you were telling uh, the future grandparents to be. I don't know what that looked like for you. And don't even get us started on gender reveals and all that that has become. But the fact is what we see in this text is nothing more than an ancient version of that modern thing. It was actually common back then. You couldn't post the announcement on your socials. Instead, you would hire, if you had any financial means available whatsoever, you would hire a herald. So when I was really early in ministry, just graduated from Bible college, uh, the church that I was on staff at did a, uh, a Christmas musical called Hark, the Herald Angel. The whole little musical was about this little angel in training named Hark, Right? That's not actually what that means, which was the point of the little musical is eventually you figured out Hark's not the name of a herald angel. The reality is the word Hark simply means pay attention. We would be used to, from the movies, the equivalent of hear ye, hear ye. Hark means yo, right? Hark means pay attention because I have an announcement. And so these parents would hire this herald. Again, if, if the more financial means you had, the more important herald, the more reputable herald you would hire, they would go to the most elite and prestigious areas of town, especially uh, if you had your first boy born and you knew that the family name could continue and the family lineage would continue. You made this huge deal where there was this announcement. And at the end of the day, the, the fact that this announcement was made is, is actually eternity changing. But not just in the announcement, in the audience. The fact that it was shepherds who heard this incredible birth announcement tells us everything we need to know about Christmas. The shepherds are not an afterthought. They're actually the revelation of the heart of the whole story. Even in our Christmas plays, we tend to make the shepherds the afterthought. In the Christmas plays, we put a lot of effort into Mary's little outfit, and we build the little uh, manger, and we build the little stable, and, and Joseph's got the just right clothes on, and then the angel gets this really ornate thing, and the poor shepherd is like, hey, just bring a bathrobe from home, Right? A towel would be great as well. We'll figure out something to tie it to your head. That's it. And by the way, you don't speak. As a matter of fact, you just have three facial expressions. When the glorious angel appears, you're supposed to go, 
Okay? And then when he tells you all these great things, you're supposed to go. And then when you walk over and see the baby, you're supposed to be happy and leave. Walk away rejoicing and praising God. That's the whole role of the shepherd, when in reality, the role of the shepherd tells us everything we need to know about the whole story. To the point that I almost dressed up like a shepherd this morning. Like, I almost was like, let's put the bathroom. The problem is I just don't have a good enough beard. Like, to pull off the shepherd thing, you have to have a great beard. And I thought, we have a great beard in the house today. Maybe we can upgrade the shepherd this year. St. Nicholas, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. So if you're not on top of your Christmas gift purchases on Christmas Eve morning, just imagine how this guy has the chance to be at church today. Like truly a lesson for us all, right? Um, And by the way, no beef or cheese smell at all. I just want you to know it's all all peppermint peppermint all the time. Yes, absolutely. So here's the thing. We need a shepherd with a good beard. Would you be willing, St. Nicholas, to, to step into that role for us? Yes. Okay. So I'm unwilling to cover up this with a bathrobe, but we can at least try a little bit here, can we? Yes? So thank you, Jackson. Merry Christmas to you. Here we go. We got the... What do you think? Can he pull it off? Is that good? Yeah? I think he needs a little more. Let's, let's give him an actual sheep to become the shepherd. Look at that. What do you think? Good enough? Is it good enough? Yeah? Here's the thing. This is actually an upgrade. This is a promotion. Now, you might be thinking, this guy has, has received sainthood from the church. Like he is Saint Nicholas, Bishop of Myra. Yes. This is an upgrade to play the role of a shepherd. Because the good news of great joy didn't come to saints. It came to shepherds. And that tells us everything we need to know about what Christmas really means. Can we give a hand to St. Nicholas? Thank you. Yes. And then I think he's going to actually give away a Christmas gift right here in front of everybody. Yes. Check this out. You want to see some Christmas magic? Look at this. Merry Christmas. (laughs) That's awesome. Equal parts terrified and grateful. Yes, that's what that was. The announcement changed the world. The audience explains everything about what this announcement told us. So at the end of that little moment, I asked you whether you thought that was good enough. And here's what I would submit to you. Somewhere in all of our hearts, we have the same question when it comes to our relationship with God. We wonder, am I good enough to be accepted by God? And the fact that the good news of great joy came to shepherds forever and ever eternally answers the question, yes, apparently God counts you worthy enough to send a Savior. Forever answers the question, good enough. This announcement changes everything. I want to give you a a couple glimpses of of context here of why the shepherds are so important and why we must not 
miss them. In verses 9 through 11, we see that the shepherds respond with, with great fear, as we've seen again and again in our series. Uh, you can go to our YouTube channel and catch up if you want to. The shepherds say the same thing they've said to everybody else, fear not. And the reason that you're not supposed to be afraid is there's something bigger than the fear. There's good news of great joy for all the people. And then they say to shepherds, hang with me, because it's going to mean something more, hopefully, in five minutes than it does right now. To shepherds, they say, for unto you is born this day. To you. And, and maybe you've really wanted a gift. Maybe you can remember back from your childhood that somebody else got. You had to sit there and watch them open the gift you'd wanted so bad. And you're like, oh, they got it and I didn't. The most important gift that's ever been given to the world was given to you. Because as we get older, we still have that same jealousy, just the gifts get bigger, right? Now instead we're jealous when our buddy gets that truck we'd wanted, right? Or she gets that house in that neighborhood that we'd always hoped for. Here's the thing. The most important thing we could ever aspire to has been granted to you, has been gifted to you. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Christ the Lord. Good news of great joy is for all people, and we know that because it was told to shepherds. So let me give you three, there could be a lot, but just three quick glimpses of why this changes everything. It's good news of great joy to people who feel left out, who feel like they don't fit in. They feel like outsiders. They're lonely. To people who don't feel like they belong, good news of great joy shows up and interrupts their loneliness. So culturally, they were considered kind of outcasts, and we'll explain more why. But one of the reasons they're considered outcasts is they had no access to education, which means there's there's no advancement. So there's no relational reason I could ever gain anything from you. And so they were discarded culturally. But even among their own family, because they were wanderers, they would be gone for weeks. And according to historians, even months at a time before they would see their loved ones. Maybe some of you walked in here on this Christmas Eve morning and you're like, you know what? I'm a lot more lonely today than I wish I was. And the beauty of the fact that shepherds receive the birth announcement means there is good news of great joy for lonely people. To those who feel like maybe they're left out. Religion tends to exclude. The gospel tends to invite. So it's good news of great joy for those who feel left out. It's also good news of great joy for those who just feel like they've messed up too much. I'm just too broken. I'm I'm just, I I failed too much. I, I fall too short. See, shepherds were considered unclean in a lot of ways. First of all, they were physically unclean. I don't know if you've ever been to a sheep farm. There's an odor. It's the kind of odor that just hangs with you when you're gone, right? They actually spent time outdoors around some pretty nasty animals. They were physically unclean. Because they were physically unclean, they were spiritually unclean. They were so unclean that the religious people, I would do the other air quote if I wasn't holding my Bible. There we go. The religious people would not touch them because they would be ceremonial unclean. Like if you're walking through market and a good religious person saw you, they would go, 
How welcoming is that? Right? Some of you are like, that's the way every time I try to kiss my wife, she's like, ugh! Right? I don't know. They would not be touched. They were also spiritually unclean because being a shepherd was a 24-7, 365 kind of, well, 360 back then in that calendar, job. Which means there's no way you could participate in observing the Sabbath. Shepherds were not allowed to enter the temple because of their uncleanness. They felt the farthest thing from being good enough for God. They were also sinfully unclean. For whatever reason, shepherds were desperate people and they were known to be thieves. Not thieves for like great gain. Thieves just to survive. They were so considered thieves that still today, 2,000 years, we talk about shepherds being thieves. So even if you were an honest shepherd, people still just assumed you weren't. And so the, the good news of great joy is for people who feel like they just don't belong. And it's for people who feel like they're just too broken. And maybe this morning when you hear about good news of great joy, maybe there's this script that's running in the back of your mind that says, but you don't know the things I've done. And the reality is maybe I don't. But the one who does is pursuing you today. For you is born this day a Savior. The third thing about shepherds that I think is profound is it's good news for people who just don't feel very lovable. They don't feel really worthy to be loved. You know, culturally, a shepherd was so disdained and so distrusted that they could be an eyewitness to a crime and they still were not allowed to testify in court. Their witness bore no weight. They were unheard. They had no voice. That's how unlovable they were. Let alone if they fell in love with someone, wanted to get married, wanted to start a family. No father would give their blessing for their son to marry a shepherd unless they were a shepherd too. You're pretty much stuck for life. And I know that for some people, the holidays tend to bring up thoughts of some of the deepest wounds that we've had in life. Maybe for you during the holidays, the fact that your dad was absent just seems truer this week than it is the other weeks of the year. Or maybe that strained relationship with your mom just weighs heavier on you right now. And you're like, why didn't she love me better? Or maybe for you it's a broken marriage and you're like, well, I don't think I was very lovable to them. But for some of us, maybe that that feeling hits deepest actually when we look in the mirror. Maybe the person who sees you as least lovable is the way that you see yourself. And to these outcasts who were rejected by society, who were the epitome of outsiders, God shows up to them with the birth announcement. In the moment where the more prestigious the birth, the more prestigious the people were that the birth announcement was sent to, he goes to shepherds. Which forever answers the question, am I good enough for God? on the authority of the Savior born to save us from ourselves absolutely to you is born a Savior Mark Driscoll said the bottom line is that religion did not work for the shepherds and it doesn't work for us either 
Because the Christmas story is not about religion. It is about a relationship. Which is why God didn't send a pronouncement. God sent a person and his name is Jesus. And Jesus came to invite you. Hark! An invitation to pay attention. He came to invite you into a relationship with himself through Jesus. The fact that that good news came to shepherds tells us everything we need to know about the heart of the Christmas story. And specifically what's amazing to me is when we first see the shepherds, they are terrified. And when they leave the scene, they're rejoicing and glorifying God and praising God. And so here's the question this Christmas Eve morning. How do I go from panic to peace? Here's how. When I orient my heart towards better news. The good news of great joy that's for all people. Not just the plastic people. Not the saints. Shepherds. In our call to worship today, Stephanie mentioned the Christmas carol, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And I mentioned at the beginning of my thoughts this morning. There's several lines of that song that capture the shepherdness of the Christmas story. In the first stanza, there's a line that says, God and sinners reconciled. That is good news of great joy. In the second stanza, it says, Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. Hail the incarnate deity, the in the flesh God, pleased as man with men to dwell. Jesus, our Emmanuel. Emmanuel meaning God with us. And then the third verse says, light and life to all he brings. Risen with healing in his wings. Mild he lays his glory by. Born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. I'm going to invite our musicians to the stage. I want you to hear this. I, I kind of said at the beginning that the good news doesn't come to saints. And that's not completely true. It's not as though elite status doesn't matter anymore. It's not as though prestigious status doesn't matter anymore. It's that Jesus came to grant us all that status. (laughs) That he would give saintly status to shepherds. That's the glory of the good news. That's the glory of a second birth offered by Jesus. That second birth is not some magical or mystical or even spiritual thing. It is a simple step of faith that says, I believe Jesus died for me. And I believe he rose again to save me from my sins. And I'm calling out to him, asking that he would save me. 
and become Lord of my life. A simple prayer that says, God, I acknowledge my sin is why you came. I'm asking you to save me from my sin through your death on the cross and your resurrection. Will you be the Lord of my life? And what matters more than anything in the whole world today is that you would realize that good news is for you. If you've never accepted that good news, we would love this Christmas to have a conversation with you. You can text PrayFW to 94000, and we'd love to set up a time to talk to you, or you can come see any of us this morning. 94000, PrayFW. We'd love to have this conversation with you, because we think the good news of great joy is for regular people, ordinary people. And there's nothing we want more than to have that conversation with you. If you believe you have experienced that, then here's what I'm going to invite you to do this Christmas Eve morning. Will you stand right where you are? And can we sing this beautiful carol together in praise and in glory to the one who saves us from our sins? Let's worship him together.